I go through these phases of wanting male validation and wanting attention from men and then 24 hours later, never again wanting to speak to or be seen by a man, ever. And that's why dating apps are the best. That is pretty much the only reason dating apps are the best. You can create an account, do what you want, and then 24 hours later when you start self-loathing or no longer want to be seen by men, you can just delete your account and you're free. I don't think I've ever had a good experience on a dating app. I think the only good thing that I can think of that came from dating apps is when I told my grandmother that I had them and she invited me over to look at them with me like her friends used to do with cheese and a bottle of wine. I'm not 21 yet, at least while recording this episode, so it's not like I can go live out the fantasy of going to a bar and a cute boy comes over and says, is this seat taken? And then all the rest is history. Or the fantasy of a really cute boy sitting at my table and he leaves his phone number on the check. And I refuse to ever date someone that goes to my school ever again. Clubbing is out of the question, and no one walks up to anyone anymore because we all scream harassment and run away because men have given us so much trauma. So my options are pretty limited. But I will say, the one other good thing about dating apps is that they give you stories. So many stories. And I want to share a story with you and a few things dating apps have taught me. So welcome to this episode of Can You Be Quiet? I'm Crying. I'm Callie. Here we go. You will find that if you take your chances with a dating app, you will come across all sorts of different species of men. You have your fish boys, your hockey boys, your pothead boys, dirt bike boys, gym boys, your military boys, your I'll cook for you boys, and last, but certainly not least, your sugar daddies. And even though all of these species are just so different, the one thing that they all have in common is their supposed love, almost need to go hiking, and the fact that they all think Helen Keller is fake. I swear, every single profile is, let's go hiking, I'll take you hiking, we can go hiking, I love hiking, hiking is the only thing that brings me joy. I don't think Helen Keller existed. They all need to include the fact that they've gone hiking, even though for most of them, it was one time when they were 10 years old and the only reason they were there is because their mom made them go and they cried throughout the entire hike. And it's all a lie. I have a mother that is obsessed with hiking and I have been forced on more hikes than I can even count and I've never seen any of the I love hiking internet boys on the trails. But that's what you do, right? You lie. Everyone lies on their profile because they want all of us ladies to to think they're super interesting and fun and do all of these cool things. Do you know how many people have told you they've gone skydiving and have never gone? Because what do you do when someone tells you they've gone skydiving? You just automatically believe them. And some people have pictures that prove they've been, but what about this, okay? Yeah, I went skydiving one time when I went to India. Oh my god, that's so cool. Do you have any pictures? Uh, uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures. Yeah, they're just on my laptop at home, so I'll have to show you another time. But tell me about yourself. And then you forget all about the skydiving in India, never mind the fact that you never went to India in the first place. Personally, I don't lie on my profile because to me, it's not that deep and I genuinely do not care enough. The dating app that I have right now that I will be deleting before this episode goes up is Hinge. And they market it as the dating app that is meant to be deleted, which is good because I've deleted it over 20 times and then re-downloaded it. But that's besides the point. So if you're not familiar with Hinge, you can upload pictures and videos and then they basically force you to answer three prompts for your profile and then like your basic demographic stuff. So on my profile, the first thing you see is a really ugly selfie. 
Then the first prompt I picked is dating me is like. So I put you're a tree and I'm a koala. And if I let go, I will die because my biggest language is physical touch. And I really like my metaphors. (laughs) Then you see my age and where I work and what drugs I do. Then a picture of a shoot I did, then an arm wrestling video, then my next prompt, which says biggest risk I've taken, and I wrote launching a podcast, then a video of me breaking out of a box my friends trapped me in, then my third prompt, which says my therapist would say I, and I wrote try to convince people I'm a horrible person because they said I do that a lot with them, then a video of me bench pressing, and then my podcast cover art, and that's my profile. And it's not a great profile, and I know that, and it's probably why I haven't matched with anyone yet, but why am I going to lie on this profile that I'm going to be deleting next week anyway? But I will say the koala thing was one of my best moves yet. And this is not a bad story or a gross story. It's just a story that I find funny because all women get harassed on dating apps and get awful things sent to them. So it's not like I'd be sharing anything new with a story like that. So with Hinge, if you want to swipe on someone, it's called sending a like, and it has to be of a specific part of their profile. So you can send a like on one of their prompts or one of their pictures or something like that. And it also gives you the option to leave a comment on the part that you're sending a like on. So I had this guy, Nick, send me a like on my koala prompt. And he said, koalas are not very cool, though. They're very stupid and mean in real life. I was kind of just like, what the fuck? But I was also a little offended by his comment. So I matched with him and I was like, that's a horrible thing to say. Why would you say that? And yes, I know, a little overdramatic. So he responded with, because they are. They have very smooth brains, so they can't do complex thinking, and they almost all have chlamydia. They don't do much because they only eat eucalyptus, which doesn't provide much energy. They're still cute from afar, though. So I was kind of like, um... And of course, I took a screenshot and sent it to my friends and asked them what I should say back. One of them said that that sounded exactly like me, so thank you for that. That is really funny. But then we came to the conclusion that I should tell him that I'm an animal science major and my research is in koalas and everything that he said is actually a myth. And they wanted me to do that to, quote, establish dominance. So, of course, this was my only option. So I texted Nick and I said, actually, I'm a zoology major and all of that is entirely false. And now we wait. And to my surprise, he responds and says... Hmm, after researching a bit more, I'll admit that the smooth brain part is wrong, but I saw articles from CNN and GE, among others, that say most wild koalas have chlamydia, and other articles saying that they do sleep a lot due to their diet not being a particularly good source of nutrition. So of course, I also had to do some research, and two 20-second Google searches later, I was able to say back, I don't see the issue with koalas being tired and not having a ton of energy, and chlamydia can be treated at wildlife hospitals. He says, that's fair. I did see a video of an angry koala chasing a Jeep once, though. They can be mean when they want to be. And I'm like, chasing a Jeep? So much for having no energy. And so I respond with, you ever met a goose? And then from there, the conversation was pointless. But what I learned from all of this is you don't have to know anything at all. You just have to be confident. He never once questioned me saying I was a zoology major. And I don't know the first thing about animals other than that they give me serotonin. You just have to be confident and know how to do a quick Google search. And if you have those two things, you can do whatever you want. So a month or so ago, I had a different profile that I ended up deleting. But on that profile, one of my prompts was, what if I told you? And I remembered this debate that my family and I had over Thanksgiving about how ketchup isn't actually considered a food. So I wrote, ketchup is not a food. And this guy sends me a like and a comment that says, that's what I said about dead people. It's a meal. <laughs> I was like, what the actual fuck? So I clicked on his profile and the first thing I see is this picture of a guy holding a pitchfork. And that's when I knew that I needed to delete Hinge. 
Another horrible part of dating apps is scrolling through and seeing people you know and that severe rush of anxiety courses through you because if you can see their profile, maybe they've seen yours. Like you come across an ex or someone you're friendly with or coworker or even worse, a family member, God forbid. I haven't learned much from dating apps because they're not so great at teaching you things. They're just good at making you feel bad about yourself. But I guess that does count as something. Dating apps are horrible for your mental health. They make you feel shitty and unlovable. A good takeaway is that, again, you don't need to know anything. Just look shit up on Google and tell people they're wrong and you'll be amazed at what happens. You'll pretty much know within the first 10 seconds of looking at someone's profile whether you want to swipe on them or not. If you come across someone and you just have that no feeling, then it's a no. Always trust your gut and always be picky. But most importantly, dating apps, again, are not that deep. They're not worth stressing over. And just because you aren't matching with people who probably don't have that great of intentions anyway, does not mean you will never find love. How many people find love that lasts on dating apps anyway? A few really lucky people, sure. But the majority of people on dating apps either aren't looking for love or are going to end up ghosting you. Dating apps are horrible and I hate them. It's funny because I'll give up on whatever and then download a dating app and then after one day on the app, it's gone from giving up on the fantasies to giving up entirely. I also hate that you have to pay for swipes. They only give you a certain amount of likes or swipes and then after that you have to pay, which I think is ridiculous because they have a million other features they also charge for, especially because the one thing that's what a dating app is, is swiping. That's the one requirement for a dating app. So a free app that you have to pay to be able to do the thing that it's meant to do is not free. And I will never pay for a dating app because then not only will I be wasting my time on men, but I will also be wasting my money and I value my money too much. And that is, that sounds horrible, but I know I am not alone. I know I am not the only one. So do not come for me. Dating is just not what it used to be. I always say that I wish I was born back in like the 40s or 50s because that's the kind of dating I want. The chivalry and the opening doors and the picking you up at seven and going to the movies and a diner with friends and men supporting their friends for going after a girl and not making fun of them and people dating for love and because they want it to last. Dating in this day and age sucks and it's pretty much impossible because everyone is giving each other trauma and trust issues and we're all just messing each other up. It really shouldn't be this hard. My plan is to probably give up altogether, but I guess we will see. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I will talk to you all next week. And in the meantime, if you don't mind, can you be quiet? I'm crying over my love life or more like lack thereof.